0: Only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's cook. Let's cook. Let's, Let's eat. 3CR 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in and On Demand. I always forget about the On Demand. Maybe I'm not demanding enough. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the Marine News as they do every Sunday between 11.30 and noon. And I think today they were talking about shipworms. Be careful how you say that. Um... I thought it was a pea, but um, they're, the, they're the marine experts. They know best, as they do every um, Sunday from 11.30 till noon. Uh, 3CR, very proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, including our LGBTI original inhabitants, which in, who in turn include sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledging their unique contributions to diversity on and around our land. Welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. On the show today, have a look in a second or some thoughts about the AFL Pride game last night. Um, Also have a look at the issue of global north attitudes. What does that mean? Um, What are the implications? How do we overcome it? Um, And also, as a friend of mine says, it's nice to be nice. Um, One of my dear friends always says that. Well, sometimes it's not easy to be nice. Um, Let's see if we can unpack that a bit today um, and look at lots of stuff. Well, opened up today with Don Henley from the Cass County album, the deluxe version. Um, I had a voucher for filling out a survey at Midsummer actually for the Fab um, people from the gambling helpline who are interested in LGBTI issues and gambling. and for a well-known um, music and electronics store, no cash for comments here though, and I was in, uh, doing something very rare. I was in a major shopping centre yesterday, walked past that store. I thought, it's burning a hole in my proverbial purse. So I picked up two fab albums, one of which is Don Henley um, of Eagles fame, Cass County, the deluxe version, and that's Words Can Break Your Heart, which seems an appropriate song if we're talking about um, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, polyphobia, and any form of prejudice, of course, really. And a good, total, blatant segue leading into the Pride game um, that was on last night. Now, overwhelmingly, um, we've got to say that um, the um, Pride game is a good step in the right direction. Um, Well needed, um, helped promote the cause and all that sort of thing. Um, And you'll get every... Um, sort of positive from me there, and it does seem like, as I say, it's a good start, step, and all that sort of thing. But I have to say, I was a tad disappointed. Um, I was sort of, you know, in mixed feelings. I did stay home and watch the game last night, um, and sort of, um, you know, um, was watching the introduction, and it's interesting that two people, Mick Malloy and Brian Taylor, you know, sort of mentioned how difficult it was, you know, to be gay and how much damage is caused by homophobia. And didn't mention transphobia and biphobia, sadly enough. Um, and part of me was going, okay, but part of me was a bit grumpy at first because those both of those two in the past have made some homophobic remarks. Um, um, punching in um, Eddie Maguire, Mick Malloy. And um, figure skater um, 2010 Winter Olympics, and um, you know, they made some homophobic remarks then. And then there was the set up interview over on Joy, where um, Eddie McGuire was allowed by Saturday Magazine presenter David, Mag- um, David McCarthy to say 13 times, I didn't mean it, I meant it as a joke. Ruh, 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 ruh. Interesting, since then, Eddie, of course, has been prejudiced towards Adam Goods on race and Caroline Wilk- Wilson, the journo, on um, sex, which, um, sort of, um, speaks stuff, and everyone, and when the, Eddie, very, um, you know, sort of, it was interesting when the Adam Good stuff came up, oh, he's allowed one mistake, well, it wasn't one mistake, that was his second, so, hmm, anyway, but what really got me a bit annoyed, I have to say, and I nearly did a big ranty schmanty on Facebook, but I thought I'll sleep on it and save it for today, was, um, um, a commentator and I couldn't pick who it was who said what a wonderful example of leadership by the AFL. Uh no really I can't really back that. That's just schmoozy nonsense. Um because um it was um you know really um quite poor um in my opinion um to say that the AFL really hasn't initiated anything um Credit to Jason Ball. Some people have controversy about Jason Ball. Some people say, I've heard people say that it could be critical of him, um, that he's a bit of a self-promoter. I don't agree or I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but, you know, he has done a lot to raise the issues. Other people in other sports have too. Um, um, and I'm so bad with names. Um, um, the hockey player, goalkeeper Gus, who plays in Essendon and so on, Excuse me, still got the schniffle. Others, um, Jason Twazen-McSheen, who, um, of course, ran for the Australian Equality Party and is involved with the Purple Bombers and going back a long way. Um, The fabulous community contributor that is Richard Watts and his work with the Pink Magpies in the early 2000s. But, um, you know, I think there's reason for concern. Um, You know, is it enough? Is it enough to have one pride game and then what happens next? Is there ongoing work? Now, I've um, heard that um, the AFL is having people come out and talk to um, people about homophobia and transphobia, at least. Now, that's a flyingly good start. But I have a problem personally, strictly personal opinion, which is why, despite the offers of discounted tickets and offers to the, I don't know, the boxes and all the rest, I didn't go last night. Because of the AFL not, in my opinion, still doing enough on women. The fact that Eddie Maguire can make the remarks he made about Caroline Wilson in June. Now, the AFL say, "Oh, but that's Collingwood. That's not us." They're still a major stakeholder. You know, if if they're one of your major stakeholders, you've got to share values. And so, I question whether the AFL, you know, is it doing enough on cultural change? Is a fair question to be asked. And it's interesting, in the quick time I've had a chance to look at the two Sunday newspapers in Melbourne, I can't spot one mention, actually, of the Pride game in the tree versions of these papers. So, is the publicity going well enough? Lots of other people, I would hasten to add, have done good work um, in terms of the Rainbow and the AFL. Um, the note declaring an interest, I was involved in the of homophobia campaign, um that was i think i've done some good work um others have kept going the human rights law center and others there's probably others i'm sorry if i am not aware of you or forgotten you please you can get in touch with me on this program i'll give you the details of how to do that in a second but there has been some criticism are they doing enough on trans should be remembered that when the four big sporting codes a few years ago supposedly did stuff on lgbti trans and intersex got thrown under the bus and that's a fair comment Um, You know, and it's not good enough to just say, oh, we have to go slowly first. As someone involved in advocacy and education, I face that sort of waffle virtually every week from somewhere or the other. Oh, we could have to start with gay and lesbian. You'll have to wait. Yes, not quite. No, don't really buy into that. So, you know, it's a good, as I say, to sum it up, it's a good start. There's still a long distance to travel. I'm not sure how much cultural change has gone on within the AFL. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with the show and tell me about it, they can. There's lots of ways to get in touch with this show. Um, you can do the old-fashioned thing, apparently, as it is now. I um, said to someone the other day, can I get your email address? And they go, that's old. I only do Facebook messaging. But you can email out of the pan, 855 at com. You can text um, 61401 six one four zero one zero seven eight nine eight one you can um look for me and um on my page, Sally goldner or look for um out of the pan three c r eight five five a m melbourne on facebook or you can tweet at sal gold said so and that's the bottom line so um yeah give me a bell um and gotta say um yeah you know, i've i when i st- last time i went to an a f l game was uh, nineteen ninety seven and at that point I hadn't um completed my gender affirmation. I had started going out presenting as female and I was still hearing some pretty stupid things at games, particularly me you know, playing like a girl and all that sort of stuff. Um and so I stopped going. But as people know, I have been known to go to certain sports entertainment events, one of which was in Melbourne on Thursday. Hi to everyone from the Ref Bump, with whom I went one of my favourite Facebook groups, whereas they say, um, this is a heel-free zone, no baddies here. i got to say that, unfortunately, for the first time, I had a less-than-ideal situation where some person who'd had too many beers came up and hassled one of my friends. Not, I would hasten to add homophobia, transphobia, or anything like that, just any, a knucklehead. And, well, um, once he finally left at the end of the night and was some distance away, we did manage to get a chorus of um, the well-known um chant in WWE when someone is asked to leave the arena or wins a loser leave town match or whatever it is of na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. But it was a good night all the same, um, with a ref bump included. Um, but it, it says something that, to me, I've had more better times at WWE and wrestling events Um, the Hulk Hogan let the battle begin to in terms of homophobia and transphobia not being an issue, touch wood, fingers crossed, then probably I have at the football. Hmm, work to be done. So in honour of the fact that WWE was in town, but um, this person sadly wasn't, and also in honour, I don't think I've played this for a while, in honour of the late Lemmy who died late last year from Motorhead, his Triple H's theme and it's about the game. 3CR, 855amdigital3cr.org.au Out of the pan with Sally. I'm Jane Clifton, author, musician, actor, marriage celebrant, author of The Address Book. Like rock and roll, tune in to Shake a Rattle and Roll, and you will hear Rock and Roll, Rockabilly, Rhythm and Blues, Doo-Wop, Country Rock, Pop, and a lot more. Remember Shake a Rattle and Roll. Now on Saturday nights from 8 pm to 9.30, only on 3CR. Yeah, rock out, whatever it is, whether it's um, 50s rock, like Shake, Rattle and Roll, one of all the great programs on 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, I was demanding on myself that time, and as well, um, we had some, well, more modern rock and roll, motorhead, um, um, rest in peace Lemmy up there, um, in the front the front row of the arena, Um Um, the ringside seats, and Triple H has seen the game in honour of the visiting WWE this week. It seems so many people were there. Um, I had Facebook messages saying someone else was there, and someone else was there, and um, I think we have to get WWE fans out of the closet. Um, Maybe not. Anyway, just the right ones, just the queer ones, but anyway, I could digress and go on for hours, but I won't. Um, So... Why I wanted to bring up this issue of, as I've put it on the um, posting for the, on Facebook today, it's nice to be nice, although it's damn hard at times, is um, that Eden, I noticed on someone's Facebook page last night, I got tagged in on this, um, doesn't really matter where it is, that um, someone posted about the um, the Pride game and someone else then came along and said, well, is it just a gay and lesbian Pride game? Um, and you know, um you know, because boy well, where's the trans, which is a fair enough. But they then went on to say, when do you ever hear gay and lesbian um standing up for trans issues because trans, gay and lesbian don't have to change their birth certificates and so on. Now, to some extent, um, you know, and that's correct, gays and lesbians don't have to and I've certainly spoken about my frustrations and um talked about them on this state on this show many times. But um, to say that no gays and lesbians are allies to trans people or imply in those words, yeah, no, sorry, I can't really agree with that. There are plenty of supportive gays and lesbians, um, some who aren't. Um, no, it's not, nothing's black or white. I thought we were trying to break down binary thinking um, in the trans and gender diverse world and the bi and pan type of worlds. Um, but what got me was perhaps how this person, um, who I know is a trans person, spoke. Now, I understand that um, trans people are angry about what has happened to them in society. Um, I get frustrated at times, as I, as I say. But this leads to a question, um, and it touches on this issue of lateral hostility. How do we deal with it? <laughs> You know, we have a right to our feelings in one way yes do we have a right to take out all our emotion and feelings on someone else without someone else's consent definitely not no one has a right to go around um negatively impacting another individual or another group of people and that group who is potentially be or actually being impacted has a right to say no and unfortunately Um, it seems that at times in my involvement in our communities, there is a lack of understanding of the concept of boundaries, you know, putting a line in the sand and saying, well, hang on, no, I'm not going to let you talk to me in an aggressive, abusive way. Uh, Unfortunately, people don't get that boundary thing. I have a theory on this, um, in that, um, unfortunately, trans and gender diverse people have faced so much abandonment and rejection, that the remotest form of, um, you know, sort of difference of opinion is seen as abandonment and rejection and people are sort of in autopilot. And how do we get people out of that autopilot? How do we get people to trust again? That's where I admit I don't have an answer. Um, You know, we need, you know, personal development type of programs for people... To try to start moving on. But there's also. And then a part of me says. Well there's an old saying. Excuse a couple. You can lead a horse to water. But you can't make the horse drink. Not that I'm comparing queer people to horses. Unless you like horses. You can be compared all you like. Perhaps there is also the old dry humoured gag. About how many therapists does it take. To change a light bulb. Um, And of course the answer is. Doesn't matter how many therapists. The light bulb has to want to change. Boom boom. Um. So someone, well, someone has to do those gags now. Daryl Summers and Burt Newton not on TV as much anymore. But seriously, it raises a problem. How do we get to this point? We are seeing more and more LGBTI people. I will use the phrase gets past the LGBTI stuff. They've come out. They're living openly to a reasonable extent, or totally, or whatever. Um, they don't mightn't be their be all and end all. But if someone says, are you gay or are you trans, they're comfortable enough to say, yeah, sure, or whatever it is, bi, lesbian, etc. But the problem is then there's all the, go dig a, once you've got past that layer, then there's all the emotions that you haven't dealt with about LGBTI. And then there's the emotions you haven't dealt with as a person. Everyone's got that stuff. And I feel now we've got to start doing some work on and having some programs that are I don't think it's too hard a thing. There's probably plenty of personal development programs out there. They just need to be adapted for, I think, the circumstances that LGBTI people face. And people would say, well, surely there's lots of minority groups who face discrimination. Well, yeah, we face it from all, you know, face from discrimination, oppression from society and its big influential powers at times. I think the difference is in a lot of cases, LGBTI people have faced that abandonment and rejection from family of origin. And I think that needs something special. The question is how to get people to that. If the pain is too much, how do we do it? How do we break out of this cycle of lateral hostility and you know, people dumping on each other without consent? Um, don't have an easy answer. Um, that way, when are there easy answers? Um, to big problems. What is an Einstein said? The problems we created cannot be solved at the level at which we created them. But I suppose there's nothing that can't be solved without um, brain power, caffeine and um, similar things. If you've got some thoughts on this, get in touch with me on this show. Um, you can text six one four zero one zero seven eight nine eight one. Um, email out of the pan855 at gmail.com Three um, CR eight um, out of the out of the pan at three CR eight five five AM Melbourne on Facebook or my page or tweet at Sal Gold said so, and love to hear from you. Um, in the meantime, well, let's have. Um, see, I noticed this morning as I was preparing the program, it seemed like I didn't have a lot of Australian music. So I sort of halfway got there. Here's the fabulous Broderick Smith, although doing a cover from a non-Australian musician, Leonard Cohen, doing Leonard's. Um, um, track The Tower of Song from an album called Crown Angels of about the mid-1990s. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Uh, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Thought I'd throw that one in today, cause we could. Broderick Smith and with the band that he had in... Um, The uh, mid-90s, 1996 was when that was recorded Um, The Guild and um, uh, that Leonard Cohen track um, As it says here on the liner notes A bar band version of a rye humorous song from Mr Cohen And the lap steel was by Matt Walker Um, So a great range of musicians on there Jerry Hale, Chris Wilson also on this album Songs from all sorts of people um, um, In there including um, Johnny Cash and um, others, and um whole heap of um, good stuff. So um, there you go. Um, right, Global North. What do we mean by Global North? Now, it's, I have to start off by saying it's the term that is used. Sometimes, though, it's a bit misleading. Where does it come from? It's this idea that because most of the population is in the Global North, um, you know, being you know, North, we'll so call it for starters, North America and Europe, and then we'll hone in a bit, um, that <clears throat> that's where all the ideas come from and that the rest of the world, predominantly the South, I don't, you know, the term that would have been used some years ago being third world, which I don't really like myself, probably inappropriate to use it now. Um, and that I. it's sort of that only those areas can, you know, um, really... Um, have any idea about um, you know sort of um, you know how to how to do anything worthwhile? Now, of course, that's pretty insulting for a start, and then we hone it in further. Um, it really is predominantly, sadly, USA who does it, UK, and what I will call what would have been called up until oh late eighties, nineteen eighties, Western Europe before the big communist evil communist wall fell down. And what it means is this attitude of only we can do anything useful, the rest of the world are a bunch of dumb hicks and we have to save them. And in the Australia, and this applies to both GLBTI stuff and generally, and it's also this we know, we know everything mentality. In a general sense, starting first, it's when some American tourists used to come here and say, why aren't there kangaroos hopping down the street? Where's the koalas in my backyard? I want to look out the 30th floor of my city hotel and see them and... Um, things like, I've ordered a hot dog and I can't get ketchup. What's this tomato sauce stuff? Anyway, um, it happens in the LGBTI world in that sometimes Americans come here and tell us what to do, and it's what I might call, um, and people of all, as I say, some of these other areas, UK and all the rest, they don't check local conditions and get it wrong and write up articles that don't reflect, let's say, our political system. Um, I've had this when submitting articles for journals or doing things on a world basis, and then it's reviewed by someone from overseas who says, that's wrong. It's like, no, we have a federal political system and the states and territories look after some things and federally is another. Um, And that's a smaller, some of the smaller examples of it. Um, It's also, there's been bigger examples. The US ambassador about 18 months ago to Australia, who I do have a fair amount of respect for, said that Australia was looking to the US for leadership because we'd fallen behind on marriage equality, which I think is pretty insulting um, in lots of ways. It's very patronising. We're doing, you know, reasonably well. We're ahead of the US on other things. The US still doesn't have um, the equivalent of federal anti-discrimination protection for LGBTI, when, and they botched theirs in 2010 because everyone, well, in rele- linking to the last segment, unfortunately, trans got thrown under the bus, um, whereas in 2013, Australia got all of LGBT without any trouble and got some relatively world-first intersex anti-discrimination protection. And it was done in consultation and with professionalism and all the rest. So, on that sense, we're ahead. All of Australia's eight states and territories allow trans people to change their name. And w- unfortunately, only one does um, mark a change on Self affirmed identity, but um, and seven do it on surgery. Although two, I think, are very, very close to getting some changes going to make that ratio three to five. Uh, South Australia, and um, it's possible there's been consultations um, in Victoria with trans and gender diverse and intersex people, which is and families, which is very, very welcome. Um, so, um, we're ahead of the US on some things. But it's not just the US ambassador who mucked it up. A couple of years ago, um, Buck Angel, a trans man who's from the US, in an interview said there wasn't a lot of advocacy going on down in Australia, so I'm coming down to give a bit of a hand. Now, this created a bit of a storm. It was explained that it was odd, but he was only talking about advocacy on trans men in predominantly cis gay male venues still doesn't make it any different. He's still saying that Australians can't think for themselves and need the US to save them. Um, What else um, is um, possible? Um, And look, I'm going to be a bit controversial here um, and say that, frankly, um, you know, there's Ryan Conrad. Now, I don't know what labels Ryan Conrad uses. Ryan is someone who... um, is runs the, a sort of group or campaign called Against Equality, and he's saying that marriage equality dominates the debate, which I would have to agree with to some extent and sometimes disproportionately um, it dominates. But it's interesting that he comes, he's been here twice, and um, you know, sort of has come here and started telling local advocates what to do. Yet he rallies against US imperialism. Mm, bit of a double standard. Now, I also don't know how Ryan identifies in terms of his gender identity or his... Oh, and I'm sorry, I've just used his. I should start that again. I don't know how Ryan identifies in terms of Ryan's gender identity and labels. If, however, Ryan is a cisgender male to come and tell trans advocates what to do and how to do it, I have a problem with that because that's um, cis privilege. So sometimes we're not aware of all this. What do we do about it? We have to point it out. Sometimes not easy, Um, I know I'm on a couple of international lists and when you politely point out, hey, that's not what's happening down here, you get hissy fit rejoinders, particularly from um, older, uh, generally speaking, older cis-privileged gay males still um, smarting over the biphobia on a usually reputable international email discussion list that I'm on for advocates um, that the um, owners of that list didn't respond to. But um, seriously... This is pretty problematic that it happens, and it's got to get called out, and at least if it gets called out, someone might have a rethink, and I have to say in that situation of the list, which wasn't, as I say, so much Global North on this occasion, was more biphobia and by a lot of people contacted me off-list and said, thank you for speaking up. So we've got to speak up about it, we communicate, not easy. Another angle on this um, Global North stuff, and this again gets past the geography of it all, is the situation in relation to Russia. People say, well, what should we do? Well, the answer is, what do locals want us to do and not do? And, you know, it's just about connecting, supporting, energising. I know empowered can sometimes be a debated word. We listen to each other. Is it really that hard? You know, um, why is this, I often think the first thing we should be teaching kids at grade prep and grade one is listening skills. Never mind all the times tables and all the um you know well I suppose they have to learn the alphabet and the times tables and all the rest, but let's teach each other some listening skills, okay? How to respect each other and we might um be on the way. Um so yeah if you've got any thoughts on that get in touch with me on the show. Um you've got all the means by which to do it. In the meantime, um well, um what have we got next here? Maybe um, this could be your weekend. Maybe you have found yourself, but here's Lloyd Cole from the 80s with some jangly guitar. On a lost weekend, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3CR.org.au. Out of the pan with SAP. 3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the Community Radio Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. or renew to 3CR in this our 40th year of Radical Radio. Call nine four one nine eight three double seven, or donate online at 3cr.org.au and we'll be at your side for evermore. Go higher, 3CR, 855 am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Um, And, um, yes, prior to the messages we heard from Lloyd Cole from the second studio album, um, Easy Pieces and Lost Weekend and Rattlesnakes was the first one in 1984, which had another big single, um, Perfect Skin. Um, Lloyd Cole and the Commotions, um, only three studio albums to my, uh, my knowledge and wikipedia so it's got to be right um but lots of um compilations and singles and a brief reformation in 2004 there you go um things what are coming up in the lgbti communities and queer communities and all that sort of stuff um have a bowl of alphabet soup at Denbar um this the third tuesday of each month um just a place for queer and families to get together which is always nice um Cafe night at Radio Bar um, for trans and gender diverse people on the seventeenth, and Bent TV, of course, um, at um, your place uh, on your internet or on your television screen. First um, edition, ten o'clock on Friday nights, Um, as always. This Friday for the um, the provocation for the provocation for the Kingsters provocation. And that pretty much gets us through this coming week. Don't forget, the Buy discussion group is always on the fourth Tuesday of the month. And this is one of those sneaky months where there's five Tuesdays. I don't know. Surely we could do a better, done a better universal design than have seven day weeks and 24 hour days, 60 minutes. Why couldn't it have been 50 and 25 and all that sort of thing? I'm thinking like an accountant, stop doing that. Anyway, um, so yes, get out there to lots of stuff. Um, also remember that um switchboard while and QLife while accounts um are a counselling services um are also um ref- services with lots of database and groups and events and stuff and stuff you can contact contact them on nine double six three two nine three nine um in victoria with an o three in front or QLife on one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. 184 527 that links the five main um, LGBTI plus type of counselling services from around the country um, and um, um, get involved with them. Um, what else um, has been happening during the week? Got to give a big congrats to Belize in the, is it Belize? Um, you say Belize, I say Belize, something like that, in the Caribbean, where a major um, high-level court decision has overturned um, anti-sodomy laws. Well done to all the people who campaigned on that. That's a big win, and it seems like it's already rippling through the Caribbean, or as um, the American announcers on WWE say, the Caribbean. Um making and as Ted DBI the million dollar man used to have what was it his making his winter residence in the um, Netherlands Antilles is that part of the Caribbean I don't know but um anyway um well done to everyone there really good to see that um that is um moving so rapid is now um broken some um barriers down and um also got to say as well that um um, there was a previous parliamentary reversal of anti-sodomy uh, laws in the area, um, but this is the first time a court decision has done it, so great to see. Um, what else has been going on? Um, some news during the week. A long-running anti-LGBTI group, Salt Shakers, um, who seemed to be the loud voice prior to the increased... Um, visibility and audibility if you like of the Australian Christian Lobby announced they were shutting down in Australia this week of course they had to go down with a sort of hissy fit saying we tried to stop the forces of evil and, 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 and but they're having a wind-up dinner where um, Tasmanian Senator Eric Abetz a very conservative type of senator is speaking that's happening in October Um dare I say maybe we need to go back to the world wrestling entertainment thing and sing na 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 hey hey goodbye as well again. Who knows? Um so good to see um in a way that they're happening their choice to close down, but um of course they have to have a hissy fit about it. Um they can't just go graciously but um they're cool. Um what else has been um going on? Haven't had a chance to comment on the situation with Carl Stefanovic from a couple of weeks ago, um, Been off doing panel-y disc panelly things in the last couple of weeks. I, th- I think that's a welcome turn of events, um, in that um, I think it was a very genuine apology. He didn't, repeat, didn't say, well, I didn't mean it, I meant it as a joke. Um, he acknowledged the ostracization that trans and gender diverse people face he was genuine he expl he was educational in a way and explained what um was wrong with his language um i think though that it has to be um, monitored um in that um you know clearly that segment was pretty premeditated it's a bit of a worry that the whole culture of the today show allowed everything to happen there so i hope there can be some prevent ongoing preventative action be happy to be a part of that um if needed um what else has been going on? Things coming up. It seems transgender diverse young people are the subject of the next twenty four hours. Both tonight on the Nine Network sixty minutes there's a story about um a transgender diverse young person and then tomorrow night on Australian Story, um um there's um also a story of a trans fam- of a family as well who are speaking out. So wow, two stories in just over 24 hours is most welcome. So that's good to see. Um, um, And just had a text come in. Florence has um, just texted in about the Pride match. Was it tokenistic or a genuine step for diversity? Yeah, so as discussed in the first segment, Florence, it's a good um, first step, but there's a hell of a long way to go. Um, Depends how, you know, sort of... What, what you want to believe? I mean, look, um, from an LGBTI point of view, police in Victoria have come a long way, still distance to travel, but they're doing some proactive stuff now. So let's hope the same sort of momentum can eventually build in the AFL here, um, as, as I discussed um, earlier. Um, who knows? Could be, um, in the words of, um, I think it was Bart Simpson, this could be the start of something big. Anyway, um, we shall see. Um so yeah, two um, great t- um, current affairs shows discussing the issues of trans and gender diverse um, young people and the fact that discussed a few weeks ago back on the show that um, the, um, Australia is the only country in the world that has the situation where those young people needing hormones prior to 18 have had to go to the family court because of an unrelated court case. So good to see that getting some publicity. And there were... Um, as I think I mentioned with some, um, we'll say rumours before the election that a cross party, partisan approach in the federal parliament would see that shifted. Um, and well, all the players are still there, um, all hopefully with the same views, um, and plenty of people like, um, across the three larger parties, also the independents, Andrew Wilkie and Cathy McGowan back in there, you'd have to think that, um, there is at least a hope um, that we could get this done. Something else that needs to get done is I need to get out of here, make way for Freedom of Species, um, coming up next um, on the show. Uh, take it out today. Um, being a bit nostalgic, I know Don Henley opened the show, Bob Seeger to close the show from the 2014 album Ride Out, which it is said will probably be his last studio album. Um, but, um, you know, all the same, um, a great album and, of course, a great career. Um, he does some covers here from Steve Earle, um, John Hyatt, Woody Guthrie and a, and a track that was co-written by Australia's own Casey Chambers, hashtag cultural cringe or something, but great to see Casey's work, of course, acknowledged. Um, is really good. Um, And um, take it out today, I think, with a nice link in to the Fab Crew from Freedom of Species. This is a track that um, asks about the environment called It's your world. So thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catcher next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.